everyone. Today, I'm going to talk about how the innocuous makes room for the horrific. So I just listened to a TED talk um, by Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, it's excellent. I highly recommend it. And it's basically uh, this. It's about how the little things um, that go unchecked are sort of, sort of the justification behind some of the more horrific um, incidences in our history. And so after listening to this TED talk, um, I talked about it with my friends and we were uh, super angry about it. So um, I thought I'd talk about it. And uh, basically for me, what it made me think about was a line that uh, Tracy Ellis Ross says about listening to our anger. And I realized that I spent a lot of time trying not to be angry at the innocuous. And then um, I started you know, wondering why that was. Um, and basically it, it made me think of intersectionality. And so uh, basically for me, I'm cautious um, of my anger uh, because I'm both uh, black a black woman and uh, a, a woman so I have like racism and feminism uh, you know or sexism rather uh, sort of working against me that I have to be sort of conscious of and I have like this extra set of rules um, as well on my behavior because I'm black and not just because I'm a woman so those are the two things that sort of intersect with each other and, um, you know, I don't want to be seen as that stereotypical angry black woman, even when the situation does call for anger. Um, and you don't want to be like, uh, you know, an angry woman, you know, um, all the time. You know, sometimes I'm not saying I'd never get angry. It doesn't call for it, but I often, you know, anxiously probe my feelings and sort of wonder about that. And so when I do... Um, encounter a power imbalance you know from uh, a man or a white person um, there is that assumption that I have less of a right to exist in a space and um, I often wonder if it's due to my gender or my race and what's the cause and so I've noticed that my pattern is this, that if I determine that it is gender-based, I tend to let it go. And if I think it is race-based, then you better hold on to your effing hat because I am going off on you. And so, you know, I have, for some reason, I've just, I guess, let the my feminism sort of take a back seat to my you know uh, pro equality um for race relations for some re reason i i'm not sure what that is something i have to work through uh, but uh i i just you know that just clicked for me in the sense that you know i would probably let someone be sexist and sort of let it slide 
um, rather than someone being racist. And I, I, you know, just on the surface at first blush, I'm thinking it's because, you know, as a woman, I encounter way more sexism than I do racism in my daily life. And that's just exhausting to be that angry all the time for, you know, frankly, someone that I'm never going to see again. Uh, So, you know, I have to sort of pick my battles. And um, one of the other things that uh, uh, we talked about with my friends and I was thinking about further is just that I always trust my anger. I, even though I do spend a lot of time, um, you know, choosing whether or not to act on that anger, I think I always do trust it. I, I never think it's my fault for being angry. I never chastise myself for being angry. I usually <laughs> assume that I have a damn good reason to be angry. Uh, I just um, decide whether or not I'm going to voice that, which I thought was pretty funny. And I was like, are there people out there that um, are getting, you know, angry with themselves for being angry. I'm like, well, that's an interesting problem to have. Never had that. Uh, So maybe that's a symptom of another issue. But uh, I always uh, trust my anger and feel justified in my anger. And um, I'm just more careful at expressing it. So one of the things that had a profound uh, impact on my journey as a feminist was, you know, back in school, one of our professors talked about how, you know, women laugh and smile when they are nervous um, to be basically more pleasing to men and I knew that this was something that I did way too much Um, you know when you're in an awkward situation someone's just making you uncomfortable I found that I would smile and it's giving the idea that you are somehow happy with the um, situation that's happening when nothing could be further from the truth and we were sort of you know trained to do this and it made me very upset and angry because I didn't think that I was this, uh, you know, man-pleasing person, you know, or that, you know, I try to take up less space uh, to sort of, you know, make myself seem meek in um, the presence of men. And I was like, my goodness, I sort of do do that. I will move out of the way, you know, for a man and give them sort of the right of way. And I know, you know, when someone's making me uncomfortable, if a man's being too pushy or aggressive, I definitely will, would have smiled. And so I had to retrain myself because I did not like this behavior um, in it. And it took years. It took years of practice to sort of fight that instinct in me when someone was making me uncomfortable, not to sort of smile and sort of, you know, laugh it all off, but sort of have um, a, a more stern, you know, unflinching uh, s- uh, response to that. Um, and so I am happy to report that I have made men cross the street 
due to the look on my face. Um, and so even with this change, I realized that I, I do spend a lot of time thinking about how I'm perceived. And, um, you know, sometimes that involves appearing not angry when I damn well should be. And so this uh, notion of the little things making room for the big horrific things um, really had an impact on me because I, I get that notion for you know racism for those kinds of things I, I get that I get um, that I, I will not you know have someone demean me or talk down to me or you know assume certain things about me because of the color of my skin and I will call people out on it all the time even if it's you know a simple innocent remark where I think this person you know isn't you know out there burning crosses on their front yard but what they did say um is racist and I you know I depending on what the situation calls for if it's you know a, a stern rebuke or just you know a you might not want to say that to somebody because of whatever the reason may be um you know I'll always you know speak up about it and so I'm going to now train myself to do that for um my woman side my gender I'm going to be standing up for these you know these little imbalances um that I have to face as a woman every day. And I'm not, I know it's going to take time as it did with not laughing and smiling all the time. And, um, you know, some days I might just let it go uh, because frankly, I just don't have the patience to educate every person <laughs> uh, I encounter. But I think, um, you know, I, I think I am going to make an effort to make sure that, you know, someone thinks twice about, uh, you know, putting their hands on me as a woman, even if it's in a, a friendly, nonviolent sort of way. You just be like, you know what, actually, I'm not really comfortable with you touching me. I think I'm going to say that because I think it'll help that man or, you know, person learn that you know, I just did touch a complete stranger. You know, I was just sort of, you know, doing that to get my way for whatever reason. I didn't feel the need to speak with her or express it. I just sort of moved her like an object. And um, yeah, I think, I think that's something that we should all try and do a little bit more of is just make sure that the little things that bother us, um, you know, we should speak up about them. So that's what I learned from the TED Talk. Thank you, Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, yeah. Thanks so much, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye.